What is up, College Football Nation? We are back. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope everyone uh, had some good turkey and, and uh, was thankful yesterday. Uh, certainly am thankful for a good season we've been having. Definitely on a hot streak. Um, I hope we all kind of hit last week. We were on definitely the right plays last week. And uh, we got a fun, exciting slate tomorrow lined up. I think there's definitely an opportunity. There's some like awkward pricing this week with a lot of guys overpriced, uh, which means, you know, the funnels to the value plays for me are clear. So I know who my value plays are and we can kind of uh, pick and choose who we want to play around them. Um, but I think this is definitely a week where we're narrowed in again. I'm feeling good kind of going into it. If you're following on uh, uh, in, in Discord, I mentioned I might do the show a little bit differently today. I apologize if we duped you with the with the bait and switch. I was going to do it a little earlier tonight, but then uh, we get back to regular time at 8 o'clock. So if you were expecting the show to come on a little earlier, I apologize. Uh, but we are recording now at 8. If you can't join live, please feel free. Catch the recording. Um, we're going to make a lot of money this week, so let's get right into it. So what we're going to do differently as opposed to going through each game, I'm just going to go by position, kind of list my, my favorite targets, maybe my top 10 or so plays in each position, and then we'll go from there. So it might be even quicker. Uh, hopefully we can get in and out of here and uh, leave everyone ready to make some money. And please, as always, show me what you come up with. Let me see them green screens. Love seeing some success. So uh, with that being said, you know, we'll start at quarterback. Um, I'm not going to share my screen like I normally do. I have my kind of notes on the side, but I'm just going to walk through who I'm looking at at each position and I'll talk through each game. So unfortunately you're stuck just looking at my ugly mug for the next, uh, 10 to 15 or so minutes. Uh, at the quarterback position, my rules still apply. There's two major rules at quarterback. I don't love spending up. So there's obviously a bunch of upper nine K and 10 K quarterbacks. The only time I want to spend up in the nine or 10 K range if I feel like it's really a smash play. But, like, if you're spending that much for a player, you need to expect four touchdowns. Not like, oh, they can get four touchdowns. It's almost expected. So you really got to hope for a smash. So I'm, I'm, I usually fade at the upper tier, but there is one play this week who I like, and that's Brendan Armstrong. This guy's been consistent all year. Uh, one of the reasons I like him is they don't have a semblance of a running game outside of him. So when they score, it's through him. They're playing a bad defense. Um so they're going to get points. So I just feel like, you know, there's just so many routes for him to get there that, you know, I'm okay with spending up on him, but I won't be spending up on pretty much any other quarterback this week. Um, with Armstrong, there's plenty of guys you can pair him with. I think, you know, his top two, which I'll get to shortly, are clearly going to be um, Wicks, who's been good, but now he's a little bit priced up for DraftKings. So, you know, you're going to want to be careful there. Uh, I love Katon Thomas. He's going to be one of my highest exposures of the week at receiver for Virginia. Um, but, you know, let me get to there. We're not going by game. We're going by position, so I apologize. I'll get to there when we get to the receiver. So to kind of go through the rest of the quarterbacks for us um, this week, you know, if there was one other quarterback you were going to spend up on in the low 9K range, I could get behind Sam Hartman. Full transparency, I'm not playing him, but – He's the one other quarterback that I would consider if I was going to spend up. But Brendan Armstrong's my guy for sure. That's the, the only expensive quarterback I'm going to be targeting. Uh, I know people like full Jerkovich because he he kind of he, he did show that he had some some legs the other day. 
But let's not forget with Jerkovic, he was a value because of how cheap he was. Now that he's almost 8K, he's not cheap at all. Um, the matchup's okay. I mean, that could become a shootout. So if you think it's a shootout and you want to play Jerkovic with Hartman, I'm okay with that. But I'm not going to be targeting too much of Jerkovic at this price. At the 4K price range, for sure. But now he needs to do a lot. Um, Jerry Bohannon, you know, he has a, he's a route there against a pretty bad Texas Tech defense. Um Johan gives with the legs in his arm, but he's just he's limited upside. He's just not too expensive. At 7.1, you know, he only needs the two or three touchdowns, which seems more reasonable. So I like Bohemian, but maybe not my, my highest exposed player. Jordan Travis is really interesting. This Florida defense has looked really bad uh, in the last four to five weeks. Jordan Travis has been running. He's been throwing. Um, Jordan Travis is not consistent, so like you do have a floor with him. He's more of a tournament play for me, but – his dual threat ability at the sub 7K price range, uh, I think, makes a lot of sense. So I will be playing some Jordan Travis. Um, I like two of two. Um, Maryland's playing Rutgers is pretty bad, but Rutgers, you know, usually can slow the game down. Usually teams don't go completely off on Rutgers. So I'm okay with two of two, but I think there's some better value to be had around him. So I'll probably have a small exposure to him because just Rutgers is a bad team, but I'm not going to go nuts there. Who I like a lot, and I think the, the 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 plays of the week, the guys I'll be playing a lot of are Aiden O'Connell. We're going back to that well. I don't know why DraftKings continues to disrespect him at a six point five price range. Um, Aiden O'Connell, they're throwing the ball all over the place. This Indiana team is better on defense than an offense, but they're just bad. So you know, I don't think they're going to stop him. And the amount he's been throwing the ball, and with the the talent that he has around him, I think Aiden O'Connell should definitely be priced up ahead of some of these guys. So. This is a mispricing again. I don't know why they could do to disrespect him, but I will be loading up on him. My favorite QB play of the week is going to be Sean Clifford. Listen, there's no reason to change the script. The formula works. We've been doing it all year. You play the quarterback against Michigan State, right? And we did it with Ohio State. They went bananas. We did it with 2-2. Two two, he went bananas. We're doing it all year. Why, why would we change now? The last thing I heard is, is that Michigan State has a bunch of flu. The guys are sick. Obviously, we wish well. We don't wish – Poorly on them, I hope they get better soon. But if they're even down guys and they're weaker, this team is not going to get stops. Um, Penn State can move the ball. They have no run game. So how are they going to score? Through the air? Michigan State can't stop the pass. They're the worst passing with the league. I don't – I'm actually, like, surprised how low-owned the numbers early look for Clifford. I mean, to me, he should be 50 – he should be the highest-owned quarterback. I don't get it. The guy – the quarterback that plays Michigan State goes off every week. He's – one of the lowest price quarterbacks you could play. Um, I love Clifford. So hammering Clifford uh, against a really weak Michigan State pass defense. Uh, that's going to be my quarterback player of the week. I know a lot of people are going to be talking about Anthony Richardson if he gets to start for Florida. They're playing a Florida State team, which could have a really high total. Um, if I get the confirmation that Richardson's going to start and get the full game, I will like him at 6K. Um, but I'm going to need that confirmation before kickoff. And then lastly, and this is a shot in the dark GPP play, if you want to get real desperate, or I guess, you know, budget, not desperate, we can look at Connor Brumwick. Connor Brumwick is a running quarterback for Virginia Tech who is getting some time with Brewmaster. I don't know if they're benching him or just kind of giving him a rest, but their season's over. They kind of stink. Uh, they might be looking at what they have in Brumwick. He's a really good runner. He's more of a running back than a quarterback when he plays quarterback, so you get all the rushing yards. Um, but you get him at 4.5 against a Virginia team who can't stop a nosebleed. 
So um, the, the concern with Connor is that he might not play. If they're splitting time, it's not worth it. He doesn't have no volume. But if he starts and he's going to get the start, then he's going to become a priority quarterback for me at 4.5. That's way too cheap um, against a, deep, a, a Virginia team that's going to score and they can't stop anybody. So we're going to have to look at the injury updates you know, on uh, tomorrow morning, make sure he's starting. And if he is, let's get him in. Now let's take a look at the running back position for tomorrow. Um, we'll start. We'll go. I'll go down by price in terms of guys that are on my radar. Kenneth Walker, I, w- I would like. I just need to know more about what's going on with Michigan State. I know a lot of guys are sick. I don't know. There's a flu going around the team. Uh, Miles actually, Miles Dutton uh, posted in Discord to let everyone know there was a tweet going around that they might be missing up to 20 players, six to eight starters. Thanks for the update, Miles. Uh, let's th- keep an eye on the situation. If it looks bad, you might even have to re- – like if they're missing linemen, then maybe Walker can't get holes. Um, this Penn State defense is pretty good, and at this 8.9 price tag, Walker's going to have to have one of those games where he goes off. So um, just a situation to keep your eye on. Braylon Allen, the way he's been playing, I can't not mention him. He's been playing unreal. Uh, but this is a tough Minnesota defense, and 8.7 is a pretty tough price tag. So – I'm, I'm, I know it's crazy the way he's been playing. I'm probably not going to be too heavy on him this week, but do I can definitely, I'm not going to doubt him. I've seen him, you know, against tough matchups go off. This is a spot where he can get there, uh, but you also have to pay for it. So, um, you know, I, I'm just choosing to spend my money elsewhere, but I do see the, I do see a path for him getting there for you. Brian Robinson on Alabama. They're playing Auburn. This game can go a lot of ways. Um, Auburn usually plays Bama tough. I think they might slow him down. But Brian Robinson could also have three touchdowns. So I'll put him on the radar. I'll have a small exposure to him at 8.6. But, yeah, we're not going to go crazy there. Um, Let's see. Who is next? Travion Henderson. So I think Ohio State's going to kill them. Um, I don't think Michigan can hang with Ohio State. I mean, it's a rivalry game, so it's like anything can happen, right? Some weird things happen in rivalry games. I think this is the game where Travion Henderson goes nuts. I think people are a little overly high on the Ohio State pass. It's not overly high because they're not good. They're great, but they just played Michigan State, which is the worst, which I told you we target every week. We knew they were going to get blown up through the air. Michigan is, is solid both. They're actually probably a little bit better against the pass. So I think this is a week they prioritize getting Travion Henderson involved, and I think he has a big day. If you're going to you know, compare him to the other top tier backs at the discounted price, I'll take that savings and salary. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be playing. I'm on Travion. Then we get down to the 7K tier. Uh, Travis Dye, I like. You know, uh, Oregon State's not a very good team. He is kind of the whole offense. They throw to him. He runs the ball. So, Travis Dye, I'll, I'll prioritize. I'll definitely get some, some Dye in my lineups. Um, and then Abraham Smith, I like a lot, too. Uh, this Baylor team should kill Texas Tech. Texas Tech's better against the running than against the pass. But um, Abraham's the third number one guy. Uh, he gets the ball enough. He can break off a lot of big plays. I actually would hope people might be a little disappointed by his, you know, maybe subpar show- showing last week. But you know, this is a this is an this is an all all conference back that um, you know. I'm, I hope people get we lose some ownership because of a subpar effort last week because he'll go back to the norm this week. I'm pretty confident there. Malachi Thomas on Virginia Tech. This is a guy I'll play a little bit of because I'm going to be playing a lot of um, Armstrong in the Virginia offense. So in some runbacks, I'll look at Malachi as Virginia is pretty bad against the run. So Malachi is not great. This is more of a matchup play. Um, I would, if Malachi was, you know, 
seven to eight hundred cheaper. I would like them more, but in a if we're going to look at a game where Virginia scores a ton and, and maybe Virginia Tech keeps pace, then we'll need some some options on that on that side of the ball. One of my favorite backs of the week is going to be uh, Pat Garwell on BC. They love getting him touches. He'll he'll touch the ball 25, 30 times. Uh, At 6K, this is a good value where we can start squeezing in some of the more extensive receivers that we like this week. Raheem Blackshear is another one, kind of similar to Malachi. He's the other back that kind of split. Blackshear gets more passes. Malachi is more of the inside the tackles runner. Um, You can play either. You get a little bit of savings in Blackshear at 5.9. And again, this is mainly a guy I prioritize in Virginia lineups just because that's a game I'm expecting that could go high. I definitely like Virginia. I don't know if Virginia Tech will keep up, but if they will, these are the guys we'll be looking at. Now, my number one running back of the week is Chase Brown. I don't know why they underpriced him so much at 5.8. Playing a Northwestern team is pretty pitiful. This guy's a a bell cow back. He's their best player. Um, This seems like a mispricing to me, so I'll be overweight on Chase Brown for sure as my number one back. Then we have Evan Hall at 5.5, another good value. He's playing Illinois. Uh, so in the same game, but, you know, Northwestern's not a great offense, but their whole offense runs through two players, Robinson at receiver and Hull at running back. And Hull definitely has a path to get there. So if we can prioritize some of these 5K, 6K backs, it'll allow us to get really strong at receiver, which is what I want to do. And then as we scroll down, the last couple guys I'll mention are uh, – and I'm sorry, if you guys keep me see, seeing me look over, it's because I'm looking at uh, – let me just go like this. It's because I'm looking at um, – my computer screen over here so I can kind of see the, the list of players. Um, Blake Corum is just underpriced. So we don't know how healthy he is. I definitely want to get a report knowing that he'll be playing full go. If Blake Corum is, is confirmed playing tomorrow and, and getting a share of the carries at 4.4, it's weird. I don't even know why they put him in there at that price, right? Because if they expected him, to, if they expected him not to play, then they should just put him as out at his normal price. They really discounted him. Now, Ohio State's tough against the run. So, like, I don't really like Haskins because um, I think Ohio State is tough against the run. But at 4.4 for a guy as talented as Blake Corum, that seems like a mispricing. So, if we get confirmation he's playing, he's in. But let's keep an eye on that for tomorrow. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, Rutgers running back. He's the type of guy that could go off for two touchdowns because he's the main back on the team. But – uh, the matchup is good in Maryland. They're not the best defense. They'll score, so maybe he'll come back and get a couple rushing touchdowns. He's a value play, not someone I love. I would hammer lock in, but someone you can look to if you're looking to get cheap at running back. Um, Malik Davis at 3.9 for Florida. You know, they split a lot of guys. Malik Davis catches balls to the battlefield, so maybe if you're looking to be different in a big tournament, you compare Malik Davis with Richardson because he will catch passes. And the last, uh, the last guy to mention is going to be Connor Hayward, who, let's see, I, I don't think he's sick. We'll got to look at the updates. But if he ends up being where Reed and Naylor are out, they, Hayward's a, a tight end that they've realized that running back. It's a, it's a mistake. Um, so he should catch some passes. At the minimum price, I think you can play Connor Hayward, especially if Reed and Naylor are out. they got to throw to somebody. I think his targets will go up. Now at the pass catchers, let's look who we're we looking at here. I'll, I'll scroll to the top. Um, there's a few 7K pass catchers that we're really going to hammer home. Uh, to get us started, you know, Jamison Williams has been six touchdowns the last two weeks, has been completely going nuts. Um, playing an Auburn team who's way better defensively than the teams have been playing. I think he comes back to earth. I still think he's a good game. He's one of the best players in the country, but 
I don't think he goes off for another three touchdowns. So at 8.6, you know, I'll probably try and get Jameson in some of my lineups, but this is not someone I'm going to kind of hammer home. Um, at 8.3, we have Devon Vivian, Don Pavion Wicks. Uh, sorry about that. Tough one to pronounce. Uh, he's on Virginia. He's definitely someone we'll be playing, especially in your Armstrong lineups. It'll be tough to afford Thompson and Wicks, so you might have to choose, but um, I'll be kind of mixing and matching both of them as they are seem to be the, the two go-to guys. Jamar Dotson might be my highest-owned player this week. Um, he's the best receiver on Penn State. Um, they're playing Michigan State, and we know what to do against Michigan State, hammer the passing game. A.T. Perry, I'm going to pick him over Roberson this week just because I don't think they go off against this B.C. defense that's decent against the pass. But Perry, I think, has the, pass to, has the route to catch a couple of touchdown passes, more likely, I think, than Roberson. So maybe I'll have a little bit of Perry, but not someone I'll, I'll be too high on. Um, then we have a little bit of shares to this Ohio State passing game. I'm going to be a little bit – I'm going to expose a little bit. I don't think they go off of the last week. We were targeting Michigan State last week. This week they're playing a much better defense. Um, I still think Ohio State wins this game handily, and so I still will be playing some of these guys. But I think Trayvon Henderson is my lean. I'll have some exposure to all of the receivers too. I think Smith Nigma will be the guy I'd prioritize if I was going for one. Then uh, there's Mechie at 7.5. I prefer Mechie just for the savings at 7.5. Well, that's a lot of money to save over, over Jamerson Williams. So um, I think they, they can score. They're going to have to score. It's probably going to be Roberson, Williams, or Mechie. So kind of pick who you want. Uh, but again, I think there's other value on this. Like these are not guys we need to prioritize. David Bell continuing to get disrespected. He is an NFL receiver, one of the best players in the country. At 7.3, he's still underpriced. And with their newfound offense where they're throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game, give me David Bell. Give me as much of him as I can. He'll be right up there with Dotson as one of my highest owned players of the week. Um, and then I'm also really, really high on KT on Thomas. He, I'm putting him in the same family as Dotson and Bell this week. Uh, Virginia loves getting him the ball. This is a converted quarterback. No, now plays tight end playmaker. Just get him the ball. And they have done a really good job at it. They're playing a Virginia Tech defense that can't stop a nosebleed. Um, so we're going to hammer these three guys in as much as we can. Those are my three favorite plays of the week. That's Bell, Thompson, and Dotson. Then as we get lower down to the 7K and below range, uh, there's Traquan Thornton on Baylor, who has games where he goes off. This could be one of them against a pretty bad Texas Tech pass defense. Um, so, yeah, definitely someone you can have in your lineups. Zay Flowers is someone that I would only play if I'm playing with Jerkovich. He's a big playability. Uh, he can go off, but you know he doesn't. He's not the type of guy that's going to get eleven catches. So it's a matter of him breaking a couple off. He has that game breaking speed. And he certainly can do so. But Flowers is a guy I probably would have preferred five to six hundred dollars cheaper. Um, Trey Turner is a guy that I'll consider in some lineups against Virginia, just as a game, you know, high scoring game. Maybe get some of that exposure if that goes back and forth. Milton Wright has coming coming on. Uh, he went off last week. This team is it's they haven't been throwing the ball as much as they have now. So with this newfound offense where they air it out, he gets a lot of targets. So his price finally came up to, you know, six point two. I don't think it's overpriced. I think it's fair. I think he is. That's where he should be. And I think he's going to get a lot of looks again. I'm going back to that. Well, um, I think his price might even go up again next week. We have another big week here. So don't expect 150 yards and three touchdowns. But I do think meeting value is definitely in play for him here. Um, 
Billy Kemp and Jelani Woods are two players that can be paired with Armstrong. Just finding guys. If you're going to play Armstrong, I think you might as well play him with two pass catchers. If you need a guy to meet value at that expensive, right? That means a lot of production has got to come from his receiver. So I'll probably play two pass catchers with him in most of my lineup. So Jelani Woods and Billy Kemp can be your secondary to Wicks or, or Thompson. Uh, one of the better value plays here is going to be Rakeem Jarrett. Again, like I said, this Rutgers team, they slow people down, but they're not very good. Rakeem Jarrett's become the number one receiver on this Maryland team. Uh, two or two can pass. At 5.1, this is a really fair price. So uh, I do like myself some Rakeem Jarrett. I'll be I'll be getting a, a good amount of exposure to him. If you wanted to run back on the other end, you can play Bo Melton. He's more of a cash play for me. I think he's safe, but uh, I don't really see the, the game-breaking upside. Um. Aconquo, Maryland's tight end uh, at 4.4. He's getting plenty of targets. He's someone we can consider. Jackson Anthrop, the Purdue passing offense. You know, he's been the third receiver. He's been pretty involved. Uh, I think at 4.4, the price is fair. But two of my favorite values here in the 4K range are going to be Trey Mosley, especially if we get confirmation that Reed and Naylor are out. Mosley becomes a number one receiver at 4.3 against the Penn State team. That's, that's a good defense, but when he's the number one receiver, I think he's going to get too many targets for this price. And then uh, Parker Washington on Penn State, who, again, who does he play? Michigan State. We target receivers against Michigan State. That's a no-brainer. Parker Washington's actually been playing really well recently. I think he's been underpriced, regardless of the fact that he's playing Michigan State. But give me an underpriced receiver playing Michigan State, and we'll hammer him all day. So I love Parker Washington. And then as we scroll down, if you want to get down to the bottom of some of these budget guys that we can look at, you know, maybe I'll mention Rayshon Henry on Virginia, Kenmore Gamble on Florida. Uh, Payne Dorham, another Purdue receiver. Shameen Jones is a guy on Rutgers who's really cheap. They might have to throw the ball against his Maryland team. But, again, you know, not game-breaking. Lambert Smith, the third Penn State receiver, has been pretty quiet as of late. But he, for the most part of the season, was in the offense. So, I don't think he's been written off. I think it's been two uh, bad weeks where he, he wasn't in the game script as much. The game didn't flow to him. I do think he gets back involved this week at, at a 3.3 price tag. I'm totally fine taking some exposure to Lambert Smith against, of course, Michigan State. Um, now, Jake Ferguson at 3.2. This is a guy that I think is going to play in the NFL. It's a pretty slow passing offense in Wisconsin, but 3.2 is low. He had like eight or nine, eight catches last week. So they get him involved. I think this is just an underpricing. So we can definitely get Jake in our lineups here at 3.2, especially one of my favorite value plays. And the last one I'll mention, you know, a real throw in the dart throw at the minimum price, Chris Hudson. Uh, Oregon receiver. It looks like Oregon's missing a few guys, so he's kind of filling in. It's a crapshoot. You know, you don't know how much he'll be involved, but uh, at the minimum price, someone who's going to be filling in should get some targets. He, we can look at him as well. That's a wrap for this week. So I know we did it a little differently. Tell me what you thought. If you prefer to go back for the team time, team by team, I'm happy to do so. Drop an open Discord. Um, Yvonne, how you doing? Thanks for dropping a question. Do we like Freifogel? I don't think we can trust Indiana right now. Um, so I'm going to say no. If you're if you're going O'Connell, which, you know, I, I like a lot, and you want to do a run back, and you like Freifold going into the run back, fine. I can understand it because he is, you know, affordable enough. But I haven't seen enough out of this Indiana team, this Indiana passing offense, to warrant playing anyone. So I feel bad for Freifold because he's getting, you know, a young quarterback, it's not his fault. He's a good player, but I just, it's hard to trust anyone on that offense. So I'm probably going to pass for myself. Um, yeah, but yeah, keep me posted. If you need more questions, drop them now. If not, 
that's going to be a wrap for tonight. Uh, I think we have a good feel for tomorrow. Um, there's definitely some targets that we that we're looking at. Don't be afraid to fade some of these more expensive guys. Sometimes you know pricing is just too high, and, and I feel some of these guys are overpriced this week. So good luck tomorrow. Please, if you have some green screens, drop them in the Discord. Let me know how you guys do. I love seeing the results. Uh, and then let me know if you prefer. If you want me to go back to team by team next week or if you like the position by position, uh, keep me posted. Good luck, fam. Happy holidays, and uh, let's get this money. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.